Hi and welcome to Leitrim Daily. My name is Brefney Early and you're listening to the Sports Roundup Show here on the podcast. Now, a couple of games fell foul of the weather this weekend, but most went ahead. But all in all, not a great weekend for local sides in national competitions, but plenty of action to keep us talking through the day uh, across a range of different sports. Of course, Leitrim in action in Parkshaw McDiarmid on Sunday afternoon. They hosted Offaly in a crunch relegation battle in that Division 3 clash. And it wasn't to be for Leitrim's side as Terry Highland's charges were beaten by eight points in the end. Things were looking pretty bright. A sin binning for Offaly uh, midway through the first half promised to give Leitrim a good opportunity. They took advantage of that but then just dripped back towards half time and one point separated the sides at the interval. But it was the missed goal opportunity at the end of the first half and a couple of poor shot selection options in the first five minutes of the second half where Leitrim probably had four poor wides and it just seemed to take the wind out of Leitrim's sails on the day. Offaly lifted a gear or two and did go ahead and win the game fairly comfortably in the end. A late goal putting a bit of a gloss that probably doesn't reflect the scoreline. Uh, Leitrim well worth more than an eight-point defeat on the day but disappointing and really piles the pressure on into the next few games starting with the Louth away next weekend we'll hear from Terry Highland uh, from Ryan O'Rourke who made his first start of the campaign and from Shane Moran who interestingly enough didn't make a start on the day he came on the second half and it'll be interesting to hear his points on maybe why he wasn't in that starting 15 on the day the hurlers also in action they were beaten by five points by sligo in markford's park also at 2 p.m yesterday afternoon 217 to 115 the final score there we'll be talking to paddy o'connor he is the treasurer of the leitrim hurling board and he'll be talking to us about how their campaign is going so far disappointed on the face of it but re- plenty of reasons for optimism as we'll hear from paddy later in the show the girls unfortunately also beaten although much closer to their opponents they were beaten 114 to 210 in Cooley against a Louth team who are now top of that division four league in the women's ladies football competition Leitrim had had two fairly simple straightforward victories against Antrim and Derry before this and really Louth put up a fight that Leitrim while they were expecting it it just wasn't to be the day for the Leitrim girls on the day now they will be back in action very very shortly in the National League Uh, lots of games coming thick and fast in that particular division they still have very good hopes of being in a league final but it has taken the safety net out as Hugh Donnelly their manager will tell us later in the programme we'll also hear from Leitrim under 20 manager Gary Donoghue about their defeat on Saturday afternoon not a lot to be hopeful for in this particular clash a rampant Galway in the second half uh, took a three-point lead at halftime four points to one in what wasn't a memorable uh, first 30 minutes uh, but the second half one that Leitrim will most definitely want to forget two 12 to two points the final score there uh, probably an unfair reflection on the gulf between the two teams Leitrim did promise a bit more than that just some poor shot selection some bad wides and uh, Leitrim not a lot really to say about that other than that is the end of the under 20 inter-county season those lads will go back to their clubs for the start of the club season next week we'll be looking at all of those club competitions in more detail next Friday on the sports show so tune in for that if you want to hear more about what the club's scene is going to look like in the county 
this year. We'll also be hearing from soccer on both the local SSE Airtricity League sides in action over the weekend. Sligo, uh, they went down 2-0 to St. Pat's at home in a disappointing game. We'll hear from their manager, Liam Buckley, later in the programme. While we'll also hear from A. Durvin, centre midfielder with Longford Town, after their opening round victory over Shamrock Rovers' B team. It's caused a lot of controversy. We don't really get into that. We spoke a bit about it with Dara Doyle on Friday's show, but A will be telling us all about what it's like to get back to action, back on the pitch, and back scoring goals. A rare enough event for the Longford Town midfielder. Before we go into those interviews, though, let's do a little quick roundup of what else happened around the playing pitches and the sports facilities of the county. Connor Lanigan of Trident Swim Club was in action, the only qualifier from the club for the Dave McCullough International Meet in Bangor held over the weekend. He improved his time in his event uh, from 2.51.83, down five seconds on his 200 meter event a big personal achievement for connor a new pb 251 five seconds quicker than his qualifying time earlier in the year which is a huge result for him possibly be disappointed not to make the final but you can never be that disappointed when you've taken that much off your qualifying time in terms of rugby we had some international representation there as well hannah johnson who was on the program on friday she took part in ireland under 18s game in scotland yesterday afternoon uh, she played in the sixth as a flanker in the back row uh, for what was effectively a two-thirds game rather than two halves sorry a three-thirds of a game rather than two halves she played the first two-thirds uh, came off and then actually ended up coming back on for the last half of that final period of the game as well Ireland ran out winners 47-17 and she was delighted after the game we won't have her on this week's show we had her on Friday and we just don't want to repeat ourselves week after week but congratulations to Hannah on a fantastic international debut and, uh, and one that she'll be, I'm sure, talking about for a long, long time to come. A, a great result. Uh, many more of those days, I'd imagine, ahead for the young Manor Hamilton girl. The Connacht Indoor Championships took place in Athlone IT over the weekend and North Leitrim Athletic Club were celebrating 10 gold medals, 12 silver and 13 bronze for a total of 35 medals across the weekend. Some phenomenal results right down from under 12 age grades right up to the Masters categories. And there were gold medals for Sarah Mulvaney-Kelly, Karen Mulvaney-Kelly, Mark Hazlett, Sarah O'Byrne, Laura Mulvaney-Kelly, Ella McDade, Dara Mitchell, Suzanne O'Byrne and Daniel Branley, as well as numerous, numerous other athletes taking home medals for second and third place finishes. A fantastic weekend for North Leitrim Athletic Club. In terms of Carrick Athletic Club, Alana McGuinness set a new PB in the 200 metres when she came home in her heat in a time of 25.70. A great result for the Mohol girl in that particular championships. Turn our attentions back to rugby. In the All-Ireland League, Sligo were in action against Greystones. Second place Greystones going into the game. Uh, Sligo needed a victory to put themselves back in the frame for a playoff place in the top four spots in that league table. They ran out winners 27-3. A comprehensive result against Greystones, just missing out on a winning bonus point, which may prove to be a bit of a loss as the season progresses. They have five games left and are very hopeful of catching the top teams. They've beaten some of the top teams already this year, uh, but a couple of games left in the league, five games to close what is now a three or four point gap to those playoff spots. So well within their capabilities as the moment. The league is probably just beyond them, but uh, the playoff spots should be there or thereabouts come the season. They finished fourth last year, beaten in the first round of the playoff, and will be hoping to go third or fourth in the league and qualify for that again. In terms of local rugby, uh, 
Carrick Rugby had their game against Our Ladies Boys of Galway postponed due to be played in the sports grounds, but the game called off, unfortunately, very late. Carrick already in Galway when they found out the news, so they had to make do with the the training weekend that they had planned anyway they'd stayed in Galway for the night so hopefully they had had a, a good night not distracted by the rugby and I'm sure there wasn't wasn't much rugby played uh, in their minds at least on Saturday night Carrick Rugby will be disappointed not to get the game in as well it may require them having to go back to Galway for that fixture later in the season Sligo also in action their second team playing against Buccaneers in the Division 1A in Connacht Sligo beaten 23 points to 27 by the Athlone base side in soccer one game played this weekend of note in junior football and that was Manor Rangers three times scheduled at TP Brennan Connacht Cup last 64 clash against Athenry now Manor were probably the underdogs going into this game and a late Robbie Cunningham goal was little consolation as they were beaten 4-1 on the day played in Drumahair on the new AstroTurf facility there anyway let's get on to the meat of the show and that of course is our interviews and after the game as part of the usual media scrum uh, all the local media caught up with Terry Highland and here's what he had to say about the game yesterday afternoon Disappointing, yeah. Look, uh, to be fair, I thought up to the centre and off we were in control of the game. I thought it was a one-point game at that stage that we would kick on. We're playing with a bit of a breeze. But to be fair, we opened brightly. I think we had five wides in the first five or six minutes of the second half. And I think that ultimately that's probably what cost us as much as anything else because we just couldn't get that little bit of a gap into the game. You know, where it would have given us even a breathing space, even with a centre and off, it gives you time to get organised. But unfortunately, we didn't do that. Were you disappointed with the concession of the goals, Terry? Well, particularly at the second one, you know what I mean? Again, we seem to get caught not pushing out with bodies in an area. And, you know, it's not for the want of saying it. It's not for the want of doing it in training. We do get back there, but we just don't commit to where the ball is. I mean, there was a ball come off the post. I think someone called post. I could hear somebody try, whether it was an awfully guy. Somebody called post. It come down as break, and it's still hand passed off, and still the guy gets a shot off. So we should have been out an awful lot faster on that. The second goal, we left a guy free at the back post. Again, you know, this is it's a no-no in any modern game of football or any game of football you don't live forward three at the back post Was there a suspicion of a square ball about that second goal? Well look at I, I don't know I mean in the end of the day the referee called one we were in the first half we went and put one across and he called it before the ball was even nearly punched so I just don't know uh, he was standing very close to the post but whether the ball uh, whether the player on the far side that was coming in on the square and in it before he passed it I don't know just on the Sunday off, the Napoli team that retained possession so much, that made it difficult once you went down to 14 men. Yeah, well, you could see when they went down with a black card in the first half, the difference it is when you're playing with a modern man down. Modern teams will keep ball and, 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 and you get punished on that and you use up an awful lot of energy chasing round after that spare ball, trying to get your hands on it. But we still have enough bodies back. At the end of the day, they played us with a sweeper. We should be fit to man for man up the field after that okay we lose a sweeper because of that but we still go back to a man marking once they retain a sweeper and it means that lads are just switching off it's just kind of looking at the results there now there's a big big blow now it's going to make it very hard to retain the Richard three status now i mean basically everything from here on nearly has to be won well that's it i mean that would have been the same from day one i suppose the day was a four point on one sense you know what i mean but uh that's the way they are from now on we, we just need to get points on the board and you know, for 50, 55 minutes of the games, even last weekend, Longford were still in the game, were doing a lot of lot of good stuff. But unfortunately, our errors are more than us. And, you know, we have to stop doing that. And like you said, that that is the big step up between Division 3 and 4. You said, you know, 
we weren't being punished for it in Division 4, we're getting punished for it here. Yeah, you know, and you know, we end up being then reactive rather than proactive, then we end up maybe getting caught in the forward line of ball turn over and everybody has to suddenly start racing back, whereas, you know what I mean, a little bit more composure on the ball and it wouldn't happen. Like I think Keith got caught in two of them and they end up in scores at the other end and that ball is after travelling 100 yards at the same time. Somebody should be putting a stop yeah. in the middle, but I think sometimes it was maybe more feeling sorry for ourselves and not reacting fast enough getting it sorted and we'll give them that four or five yards on us and, and we're getting caught you're looking for positives to take over there you're probably going up to the first half um, maybe a more attacking approach there than there was in previous games and some good performances there early doors from the likes of Ryan O'Rourke and Keith Keegan well you know Ryan's only coming back to be fair you know I mean, even before the game I had to give him a, a run out to see was he fit to start and you know you can see you know he is a quality player and we just need to get more into him we put on Mark Plunkett at the end there to get a little bit of game time into his legs as well it's it's the case that look, we were short those lads up until now and they're starting to come back in hopefully it's not too late for Leighton you know what I mean we were missing them good players but attack wise yes we were very very good in the first half you know everything we done worked well we probably could have had two goals in the first half or two opportunities we didn't take them but you know they don't give you any claps in the back for not taking the chances the game against Loud now next week is going to be absolutely massive if you were to get two points in that particular game then it sets you up I know there's difficult matches to come away to down and then the home game here against Tipperary but you have something to fight for going into the final two games with a win next Sunday yeah, well, look, they have three games they have lost the fight for yet. I mean, in the end of the day, it's still in their own hands. You know, so, as, as I said at the start, if we can cut out the mistakes, build on the good stuff, and there was lots of good stuff in that, in that game as well, but it's just that when we make mistakes, we seem to make, you know, they seem to make serious scores again because of that. And whether it's a mental thing that here we go again, drop the heads type of scenario, I just don't really know why it is because, you know, everything up and those mistakes is, 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 has been good, but, you know, we just go back to the training pitch and work on it again. The sending off, did you have a view of it? Uh, I mean, I, I actually didn't see it. I'm chatting with other people, they reckon, you know, it was soft enough. It, it had a big blow because a goal came shortly after it. I'd say when we were still at a little bit at six or sevens of where we were positionally with fellas. Yeah, well, I again, I don't know. What I seen was Shane Quinn had been fouled, he got the free. The off the player didn't let him take the free. And he put his hand down and he pushed him away. And that looked to me as being a sending off. Now, whether there was more into it than that or not, I don't know. But that's what it looked like to me. And again, we have seen it in several games all year where it's the actually aggressor that doesn't get punished. But the fellow who was, had the move back, we've seen it with Clifford, we've seen it with different odds during the year. So, you know what I mean? I, I just don't know whether it was that much in it or not. It didn't look to be that bad. Was consistency an issue again in the referee in today? Well, I always you have to judge that. Uh, I get clamped in, arm, in irons if I say anything against referees, so I'm not going to go down that road. Look at, as those referees are starting out, and maybe I, I, you know, there was a few occasions when I felt he could have let the play run for us when he didn't, and he called it back to give lads cards or whatever it was. In fact, there was probably a goal opportunity near the end when he pulled it back as well. You look at the referees calls it as they see it, and technically they're all working within the rules, so that's it. Last year, I suppose the hallmark of the campaign was really strong performances, especially in the second half of games. You think back to Ockham, you think back to Kilmallock. Um, looking ahead now with Loud next weekend, you look back at maybe the chances Leighton didn't take early doors in the second half today. Is that something that's going to be looked at maybe during the week? Well, that's all we can do. Is I mean, in the end of the day, we did create the chances. But perhaps we have to, as I say, when you go out in a match, the most important muscle is your brain. You know what I mean? And if you don't engage it and say, well, look, we're kicking ball in from the right-hand side and the breeze is blowing across the field to the left and you're after doing it two or three, you have to say, well, look, we have to change the angle of shots we're doing here. And, you know, and the players themselves have to stand up and do that. But, you know what I mean, normally we would have finished those. And whether we just raced out, we got possession, wanted to finish the game the first five minutes and we didn't do it and then we went back a little bit on our heels. But, look, they're all positives. We created the chances. Unfortunately, we didn't finish them. That second half thing, I suppose, is... It, it Unfortunately, it's been a team of the of the game so far that just 
you know, good first halves, good great first half up in Derry, you know, strong enough, got caught with a couple of late goals against Cork, strong first half against Longford and just the second half, it, it must... The funny thing is, you yeah, but we do. We have started strong yeah. in the second half. The first ten minutes of all the games has been good for us. It's after that yeah. period, and it's perhaps we we just we're not putting gaps between us and the teams yeah. in that period when we're dominating. We might get a point or two points. We we'll only get the back to maybe level peg instead of getting a gap of three or four points. Like even in the first half of the day, we went two three points up, and we should have pushed it on. We had more opportunities after that, and we didn't just create that gap. And they come down and the snapper, you know, get it back to a one point game. And this is the problem. Them, is we need to be a little bit more ruthless. Yeah. What are the lessons you've learned in the league campaign so far, Terry? Uh, well, <laughs> there's supposed to have been harsh lessons in one sense that we've been losing games. Look, if you ask me out straight, are we playing better football than we played last year? I would say yes. Uh, have we probably cut down on the number of errors? So we look back and look at our statistics, we would say yes. But unfortunately, when you're playing against better quality teams, you get punished because of that. And, you know, when you're in the Division 3 or Division 2 or Division 1, you have two things to play for. Number one is to probably get promoted, but number two to stay in it. So when you're in Division 4, there's only one thing to play for, that's to get out of it. So you have to balance it, and that's what you must remember, that every team that you're playing in are grafting hard for, for points to get either, either stay in or get up. So they have two things to play for. And that's why, you know, the games are that little bit more intense. Ryan O'Rourke, tough day at the office. Yeah, disappointed day now. Um, you know, there was a big game today, so didn't come out the right side of it. So, yeah, it's disappointing now. That being said, nice to be back at work and uh, on the pitch for Leitrim. Yeah, I was happy enough to get back. I was, uh, it's, you know, sitting on the sidelines and watching it is nearly one of the worst places to be. So, uh, happy enough to get back, yeah. So, um, would have topped it off getting the win now, but at least starting to get back on board in yeah. Now, you came on, played the last 20, 25 minutes against Longford. First start today, late fitness test. What was the plan coming into the, the match this morning? Um, yeah, well, against Longford, I was only only back. I was probably just getting a bit of run in the legs, to be honest. Uh, the break probably gave me a good time for me. Um, then just, yeah, I was just trying to see a couple of things during the week. It was a slight niggle then um, late in the week, so I just went through a, a fitness test, and I was happy enough. I was I felt good enough, so, um, yeah, a bit sore after, but it's only normal. So, no, I'm happy enough to get that 70-minute game in, yeah. You had brought that little bit of explosiveness that maybe it was missing a little bit uh, in the forward line. Disappointed how maybe some of the chances just didn't quite seem to fall to, to yourself and your teammates today? Yeah, we probably, first half, we probably had one or two good enough goal chances. Um, second half, we probably could have created probably uh, more. So, didn't probably, yeah, especially the first half, probably we probably could have got more. And for the second half, we probably took, we, we for the first five or ten minutes of the second half, we had a good bit of ball and we, we kicked some... Um, kicks some bad enough wides which would have been a good start to us uh, before the sending off so that was probably a killer for us as well yeah how much did the sending off uh, affect the team because it, it did seem quite light yeah I didn't actually see now what happened at all now but um, just the extra man in, in, in division three is you know it's a bit of a killer you know and especially with their kickouts and if they're getting a start every time on you coming down um, you know it's, it's hard enough but um, still you know, we we probably sh we should have done better. I wouldn't put it all down to send off, but it definitely didn't help things. In terms of the bigger picture now, Tipperary losing as well today means they stay on three points. They're probably the only team realistically at this point that can be caught. We have them here in a couple of weeks, yeah. the last game of the season. Um, what's the the avenue now for Leitrim to to survive in this division? Can you stay up in Division Three? Oh, 100%. Yeah, lads are disappointed today, but it's definitely not over. Like we've loud next week, 
must win game um, and as you said we've Tipperary here last game as well so it's definitely not over yet um, there's definitely an avenue there to stay up so that's that's what we're looking forward to now It's nice to see you back on the pitch and hard luck today Thanks very much Shane Moran, what's your thoughts after that game? Um, hard to know really what to think at the moment. Uh, still quite early after uh, taking a tough loss. Uh, look, you know we kind of went in this week, did a lot of preparation for it, knew what we had to work on, and we didn't execute it. Uh, I think five ten minutes there, second half where we just slightly fell asleep uh, and let in those two goals was uh, frustrating. But for us, it was a do or die game, and unfortunately it didn't uh, didn't go our way. And it's just yeah, it's a tough tough loss to take now. On a personal note, you found yourself off the starting 15 today. Um, any particular reason for that? Or? Um, yeah, look, um, I suppose it's, it's, it's a tough one. Uh, form hasn't been good enough. Uh, you know, look, the team was named during the week and uh, there's no point going looking for why it wasn't uh, starting 15. I think I had to kind of look at my own performances the last two, three weeks and they weren't up to scratch. Uh, Looking at my own personal game, it wasn't where I was uh, this time last year. And people can come and ask, are you injured and things like this? But if you're not performing, you're not worth starting 15. And I think fair due to Squidgy, uh, Keegan, who came on today, absolute stormer first half, and he really showed what he's been doing on the training pitch today. That being said, you talk about poor form, came on at halftime, you went caught that ball, good run almost, ended up with the opening score of the first half. You gave that little bit of an intensity kick to that team in the second half. Yeah, look, it, it was very tough, uh, personally, being in the first half watching from the bench. And I think I just said to myself that if I got the chance to get in today, that I would make make it worthwhile. Uh, and yeah, look, worked well with Squidgy, catching the first rope and then going at them. And I think that's what I wanted to do, uh, just literally go at them and be more thinking forward, uh, trying to get forward as much as possible, which is something I haven't been doing in the last few games. So unlucky that score didn't come off, but definitely, uh, yeah, look, going to try five for my place for next week. In terms of the big picture, that really puts us under pressure in terms of uh, retaining our Division 3 status. Three games left, probably need two victories from them. Can you see it happening? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, look, three big games, uh, the last four have been big ones too, but we showed great glimpses out there of what we can do, and that's just what we need. It's, it's only small little uh, tweaks is all that's needed at the moment. Uh, there's no massive changes needed uh, I definitely think look there's six points there for the taking absolutely any of the three games it's been tight it's been a tight league between all teams so there's absolutely no reason why we can't push on and look just get that bit of luck next week and push on from there in terms of your own experience and the teams over the last four games what have been the, the things you've taken from from being involved in these four games oh um I suppose it's just collectively that kind of bit of the belief, and I suppose we haven't been closing out games as well as we as well as we have last year. Uh, so that's something we're going to have to look look towards. Uh, I think physically, fitness is is there thereabouts. Uh, we did a lot of work this year on that, and we are holding ourselves against physically against these teams. Where other years, when it came to championship, we were being blown away. So um, we've we've taken a lot from the last four games, and we will take more from the next three. It's all a learning curve at the end of the day, but look, we want to stay in Division 3 and that's kind of that's where we're going for. Good to see the likes of Ray Mulvey, Mark Plunkett, Ryan O'Rourke back in the on the field for Leitrim. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Look, Ray, Ray's been pushing hard, working hard. He had a tough start of the year, same with Mark Plunkett, but like Ryan there now, in fairness, I know that kind of towards the second half, the legs were a bit heavy, but in the first half, showed glimpses of where he was two, three years ago, and uh, it's great to have those guys pushing the training because every man is 
fighting for the place, myself included. So, look, that can only make us better and push us on. Excellent. Listen, well done today on that second half performance. It wasn't to be, but there's plenty to look forward to for the next couple of games. Absolutely. Thank you very much for having me. Now, after two fairly straightforward victories in the opening two rounds of the Little National Football League Division 4 campaign, Leitrim Ladies visited Louth today, uh, Cooley being the destination for their third round fixture against the Wee County. I'm joined by their manager, Hugh Donnelly. Hugh, welcome back to the show. Uh, you're a little subdued, uh, and that's probably down to the fact that despite a last-minute goal, uh, Leitrim lost out here by the smallest of margins, a single-point defeat for your girls. Uh, what's your thoughts after the, the fixture? Ah, look, we're, we're, we're disappointed. Um, we know we're... We underperformed today. Uh, we knew that um, as soon as the final whistle went. So um, credit to Louth, I suppose that they, they they put us under severe pressure. Uh, we played against a, a very strong wind in the first half, and we probably conceded two or three scores um, that we we shouldn't have had. But um, look, we learn from it. We we will go back now and, and and look at the video and look at the analysis, and and we'll prepare next week. And and look, we 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 now have. Um, we have a tough challenge ahead of us in, in, uh, at home to Limerick, so we'll, we'll start to prepare for that. I think expectations around the county were pretty high because of the margin of victory in the first two games. But I think looking at the results after the halfway point of the league being passed today, it's quite clear that Antrim and Derry probably weaker than the average team in the grade. Loud, much more reflective of where the standard is at. You mentioned off air before we were chatting about your safety net is gone now. You need to get top two to get to the league final, and and now it's pretty much must win from here on in. Does that added pressure affect you in any way in t- shape of how you prepare for the next three games? Um, I, I wouldn't say it's added pressure. We, we now know what we have to do, and sometimes when you have a very clear clear directional goal that you have to work towards, and um, you know. It's a little bit easier. So we now know that we have to probably um, to win, you know, all three games to be sure um, to make sure we get to the, to the league final. In relation to to the first part of your question, in relation to Antrim and and um, Derry, yeah, look, listen, we come up against a team. They're all Ireland junior champions. They were well drilled. They were well organised. Um, and I suppose they brought a level of intensity that we haven't seen all year. Um, to be perfectly honest, so. It's a learning curve for us. It's a learning curve for me and, and, and the management. Um, but there's still lots of positives to, to take out of it. Um, although we're, we're disappointed, um, we know what we have to do now. And as I said, it's a very clear, direct goal that we have to do, and we have to to the first step and 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 getting back on track is is uh, to try and beat um, uh, Limerick. And and I have no doubt in my mind that if we apply ourselves properly and and, and you know learn from what we what we experienced today, then we'll do that. Of course, Louth now top of the table after that victory today. In terms of the campaign going forward, I suppose you would have targeted the league final at the start of this. Is that still the, the hope and aspiration for this team to, to get another crack at Louth possibly in a, in a final in a couple of weeks' time? Almost definitely. But listen, um, my priority as a coach and, and as manager is to, to improve the standard of Golden Ladies, uh, Ladies Football in, in uh, Leitrim. So, Primarily, it is about you know progressing every week and, and getting better every week. And if we progress and, and, and take on board what we're doing, um, you know the results will take care of itself. So, um, 
it's it's still there. Um, we have three very tough games ahead of us. Three games that we're more than capable of winning. So it's a case of of um, preparing properly now and, and getting our heads down for for um, for Limerick. In terms of the conditions today, obviously still kind of dealing with that storm rushing across the country. Uh, hopefully, as the weather improves over the next few weeks, can you think the the performances will match that? Ah, yeah. Listen, we've been really restricted in relation to to pitch access and stuff, as most other clubs and counties around Ireland. So, um, I suppose preparation hasn't been ideal this week. Um, today's condition: there was a pretty pretty strong breeze that was was going from one goal to the other, it was directly down the middle of the field. So, um, it, it was you know we were under severe pressure for 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 a lot of the first half, and and you know a lot of basic errors and and basic mistakes didn't help the situation either. Um. And that carried into the second half as well, where, where just our, some of our decision making and, and things like that didn't help the cause. So the win today had a had a has a had a massive factor um, on the result. But look, it is what it is. Um, we'll go back to the drawing board now, and um, we'll hopefully get a few pitches this this next week or, or ten days sorted out, and, and we prepare then for for uh, Limerick. One of the goal scorers today, Mern Devaney, uh, she's only recently made her debut, also a, a star on the international and national soccer stage with Sligo Rovers in Ireland. Um, will that struggle to for her to play both codes be a problem for you going forward or, or will she commit to Leitrim or will she go back to Sligo Rovers this year? Have you, has that discussion taken place yet? Uh, well, pr- primarily where, where we stand, that there's there's a few dual players um, in, involved with us this year, um, and again, a lot of players who's involved with the with the county minors. So um, we've been, and I've been in constant contact with, with with all of them. So I know exactly where we're at in, in relation to training loads and things like that. So what we're doing is, is taking one game at a time. Um, the main thing is that these players don't get burned out, especially some of the younger generation uh, of these minors and stuff like that. So it's all about about um, working with, with other sports and other management teams and, and more importantly working with the players so listen um, as I said we'll focus now on on, on Limerick as a collective group and uh, we'll aim to get the result Excellent well listen hard luck today um, despite the defeat it's still the, the smallest margin possible so it shows you there thereabouts with Loud uh, and another crack at them maybe later in the league campaign uh, would be or maybe even in the championship in the intermediate championship later in the season uh, promises to be a fairly exciting encounter for both teams. Hugh Donnelly, uh, Leitrim Ladies, after a 2-10 to 1-14 defeat. Uh, hard luck today. Best luck in your last three games in the league campaign. I'm sure we'll be chatting to you between now and then. No problem. Thank you. Now, there wasn't much joy in Markovitz Park for the county hurlers as they went down by five points to a Sligo side, 217 to 115. Carl McDermott accounting for all but two points of that total score in 113 himself. Uh, I'm joined by Treasurer of the Leitrim Hurling Board, Paddy O'Connor, to have a look back at the game. Paddy, sounds like a, a rather disappointing day overall for the Leitrim Hurlers. Welcome to the programme, by the way. Thank you very much. Uh, it was overall, it was uh, disappointing, all right, uh, not to get a result because we had it back to two points within a couple of minutes of the final whistle and uh, we had a number of goal chances in the last 10 minutes and didn't get any of them and uh, Sligo went down then, got a couple of frees and it just went. 
Yeah, and obviously Hurland's been on a bit of an up for the last 12, 15 months in the county, but it's been a, a rather disappointing start to Ulkin Conway's time with the, the team defeat in Booster Park at the start of the league campaign, another defeat today to Sligo, um, and with Lancashire to come, with them having a 100% record in the league, it, it's a, a bit of a, a, a gunk back down to earth in Division 3B of the league this year. Well, it, last year now wasn't a great year for us in the league either. We didn't uh, win any game in the league last year. But um, um, nothing went right for us against Fermanagh in the first game. There was a lot of disruption in the town, first of all, and, and the referee didn't make it into the game until 25 past, past two for a two o'clock um, start. And we were just disrupted. We had a great win against Cavan last weekend against hail, rain and snow and the lads performed brilliantly. But today, um, we started off uh, a little edgy and we um, Sligo were very quick to move around and move positions and interchange players. And then, um, coming up to half-time, we got a, within two points of them and in about two minutes, they got three handy pints just before half time, and they were we went in five pints down. But like in Brewster Park, you seem to have a, a fresh life coming into that second half, and and really come out and have a go at Sligo in the second half of the game. Yeah, we did. The the management now, in fairness, they changed the team around completely. We moved fellas around the field and just reorganised the team. They went at Sligo in the second half. And performed very well in the second half. Now, we were very happy with the way they performed in the second half. It must be disappointing, though, at this point of the league campaign to not have played a game in Leitrim at this point because, obviously, the Cavan game moved due to the weather last week, ended up being played in Breffney Park. Yeah. How, how important is it That's for, right, the, yeah. for the sport to be seen here in the county and to give youngsters the opportunity to actually watch them, whether it's in Balnamore or Carrick or Manor Hamilton? It's very difficult to have a pitch after all the rain that we have had since last July or August to get a pitch in the county that's um, suitable for hurling at the moment and you know sure it gives no pleasure at all for the hurlers to go out of the county um, we'd love to be playing in Park Sean uh, the footballers were there last weekend and we had to give away home advantage and Balnamore wasn't playable so we had to go over and play in the 3G park in, in uh, Cavan so um Next weekend, now we hope to be against Lancashire, which is a do or die game for us. If we if we win that game, we're in with a shout in the final, uh, the league final, and if we lose, then we're really out. In terms of the overall season, though, at this stage, has attention turned towards that championship preparation, or has that been what the the year has been about so far? It's about building a bit of confidence. There's an awful lot of young players that are after coming into the to the setup there this year and it's lovely to see him uh, integrating with the older players and of course we have lost a, a few players who um, stepped down after last year winning the Lowry Mayor so it's a very good opportunity for young lads uh, in the league and they have given every young lad on the, on the panel um, a run at a game over the last few weeks there we'd love to get to a, a league final and maybe win it in terms of in terms of the overall health of the sport of hurling in the county, how are things, I suppose, when you look at the bigger picture, not just at the county team, but at, at the club scene and underage scene in the county? Well, we only have two clubs, really, in the county at the moment, 
Carrick and Shannon and Manor Hamilton and the two of them are doing great work uh, at the moment. All the players are coming from um, the two clubs except a few outsiders who are uh, Dave McGovern and Zach who have been with us for a long number of years. And um, the underage structure in both clubs but especially Carrick and Shannon is fantastic because it has been competing at the final stages of all underage competitions in Roscommon over the last number of years, uh, which is very good for them and for the county going forward. In terms of the, the game next week against Lancashire, what's the hope? They're obviously three wins from three in the league. Uh, it's been a bit of a struggle at times for Leitrim in this competition. Can we compete with them next week? Can we take a, a win in the last game of the season? Oh, definitely. Um, we have only been... Um, today now was a very competitive game and it could have went either way. Next week we have to win against Lancashire. Lancashire have a very good, solid team and uh, we know all about them. We pipped them in at the post uh, in the Lowry Mar final last year and I'm sure they're gunning for us. But we are very confident of going in and, and giving a great account of ourselves next week and winning that and getting into a league final. Well, the very, very best luck to you in that uh, effort next weekend, Paddy. Hard luck today to you and to all the Leitrim hurlers, and uh, hopefully we'll be looking at a better result on paper as well as a good performance against Lancashire next weekend. Thank you very much, uh, Brefney. Thank you. Gary Dunhu, that's been a, a tough day at the office for Leitrim 120s today. Yeah, the scoreboard would say that, like, but when you play football at this level I think it's about learning learning and developing and uh, I think we've I think we've our players were exposed to good players today uh, and you know the scoreboard I think is a poor reflection maybe of the contest itself we made a lot of basic mistakes that we were wouldn't be happy with and we got punished for them and that's why the scoreboard says what it says at the end but I keep saying it's a learning curve for our fellas you know you learn from your, your mistakes you bring this to the club season for the games for the rest of the season and um Improve. You know, we want these fellas to improve. We want them to be able to go on, go on and play for Leitrim in the near future. Game of two halves. The tough, windy, wet conditions today, but it didn't really favour either team, and particularly in any half. But there was very much a case of two halves. The first half very tight, four-one at half time, but Galway just seemed to have that extra gear to find, or maybe even two gears in the second half. Yeah, they, they probably had a bit more ball maybe in the second half. Like, but you know, we, we still feel that we gave them scoring opportunities we, with simple, poor turnovers. Um, and maybe that comes from maybe missing chances at the other end, which brings pressure on lads then. And, and um, you know, the scoreboard can do that to young fellas too. But again, it keeps going back to the same old story. We have to tidy up, not make the same basic errors because you, you make them in club games, the chances are you get away with them. You make them at this level and you get punished. And we have to eradicate those quickly. Stephen Goldick withdrawn from the team just before the start of the game. Big loss there at full forward. Oshin McLaughlin tried but just didn't quite seem to work for him in terms of support around him or even just that one-on-one battle with the fullback. Yeah, well, I, you know, we're all disappointed today but the biggest loser is Stephen because Stephen has been exceptional all campaign with us there. A great trainer, a real good fella. 
with a lot of potential too and it's it's tough for him he's he's hours or days away from being underage again next year but this is this is his last one song at this grade and it's very disappointing for him because no one wanted to play more than him we gave him every opportunity but you know we were, we have to look after his welfare too it's the beginning of the year he's a full year ahead of him with Leitrim Gales and uh, he's a real good fella Stephen Goldie a good fella first and foremost and he's a good fe- good footballer as well so you know hopefully he'll be back soon we'll look after his recovery too and get him back as quick as he can for his club and athlete but big loss to us and it's a big loss to him because no one wanted to play more than him I suppose the hurlers might be benefiting from that in the not too distant future in terms of this grade it is all about development of players as you mentioned for that senior squad in the years to come which of the players from this grade stand out in your mind as players who we can expect to see in a senior jersey in the not too distant future not to put too much pressure on you yeah well I suppose that we have the five of this team five of today's starting team are in at the senior squad for the last say two or three months um, you know they are at the, start, the beginning of their cycle Paul Keeney Mark Diffley Ushin McLaughlin, um, you know, those lads are in there in a while. Killian Gaffey's in as well. Um, you know, Aaron Hoare, they, they're in there. They're being exposed to what goes on at the senior, a senior level. Um, there's more good fellas there today. It was good, very good performances there. I don't think Donald Casey would look out of place in in senior training. A very good fella, and a very good attitude, and a, and a good future ahead of him too. Tom Pryor, I thought, was very good today, but. You know, Owen McLaughlin's good, very good. They're young. You know, you, you, I couldn't fault the effort of these fellas there. They tried really, really hard today. Um, they didn't get their, they didn't get what maybe what they deserved on the scoreboard, and we all have to suck it up and get on with it. Like, but I, I still believe the future is good for Leitrim. You know, there's good lads coming through. It's up to us now to put the good, a good environment around them and, and help develop them as quickly as possible. You're pretty tight at the back there for most of the game, but there was one moment in the first half that caught most spectators' attention. Uh, Killian Gaffey, obviously known for his soccer techniques as well, and with Sligo Rovers this season and with Longford Town last year, um, he had a bit of a Cruyff turn on his own line in front <laughs> to split two forwards. It was something I've never seen before on a Gaelic pitch. Yeah, Killian is great talent. He's a super, super talent. Um, you know, hopefully he sticks with the Gaelic, but if he, if he goes to the soccer, good luck to him there too. He's a good fella. He's a great attitude. Um, He's as good a young keeper as I've ever seen. I've seen a lot of them, but I've seen nothing better than him anyway. Um, you know, if he could stick to the Gaelic, it'd be a great future for Leitrim there. But um, yeah, he's calm. He doesn't get too doesn't get too excited. Um, but he has good confidence in himself. Do you know what I mean? He's a good shot stopper, great hands. Um, I don't know if he's an outfield player yet, but um, he, he got away with it anyway. Listen, Gary, hard luck today. I'm sure there'll be more days ahead for this group of players. Oh yeah, it's all onwards and upwards. Started off the three five two in pre-season. I suppose it was before the injuries happened, so your options are being curtailed a bit. Yeah, well, I'd be straight. The reason was going three five two is because we had so many defenders in our group. But obviously, you're taking forward the mill with Lewis, Regan, John Mahan, and uh, Danny Kane. Obviously, we're, we're light numbers now for that, you know, kind of way. So we look, we'll review the whole thing because I need the lads to be comfortable about how we're trying to play, and we're just not playing well enough, or anywhere near well enough. So. Um, we will have to review the whole thing. You've been in the situation last year where we didn't start as well as we hoped, so yeah. you just got to keep at it. Yeah, and now look, there's enough ability in the group that we have, and with the new lad we have in, Alex Schubert, and the other, there's another one I'm looking to get in next week, um, it will certainly add to the whole thing, and it will give us a bigger, better opportunity to see where we go forward going forward. Is there any positives you can take from it tonight? Uh, not really. I'll be straight. It's a defeat, and uh, you know, I don't look. You know, we need to work harder. We need to. I, I, I just. 
we just didn't play well enough. It's as simple as that, and it's frustrating from from my end of it. When I look at them, there is a, quite a bit of ability in that group. But it's just at the minute we're not seeing it, you know, from a collective point of view. So uh, we'll review it again. We'll, we'll try and get this better over the next week or two. Just finally for me, you don't have much of a time frame now between now and Monday, so you got to pick yourself up and go again. No, listen, there's no sympathy in this game, and you know we all know that uh, we've got a tricky game now again down in Bowles, and then we're back up here for Waterford. Um, Look, there's no easy games. We we were in Finn Harris last week and it's over. So, but we've got to quickly get a get get a, get ourselves going so that we know what we're so we can pick up points. Looking at tonight, we hoffed and puffed. Uh, although they scored a worldie for 25 minutes, there was nothing in the game. I thought we might have been marty better with it. Um, and they scored a worldie from mistake from us. We took the wind out of ourselves a wee bit. Uh, and then the second goal killed us. You know, looks we just didn't play well enough after that. We didn't do anything in relation to what we were trying to do in training and all that sort of stuff. So. Again, we look at the whole group going forward. As I say, we've got a couple of new lads now over the next week or two we'll, that will be brought into the squad um, while the other four or five lads get back. Liam, I suppose you're two games in now and, and you're yet to score a goal. Is that a concern? Mm-hmm. I know you're looking for a striker in, but... Uh, it, it is, yeah. It, 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 you're going to get chances and you're going to score goals. If you, if you, you have to play a certain way, whatever way that's going to be. But looking at us tonight and last week, we just didn't do enough in both games, so again, I'll review that with John and we'll, we'll see what we do. We may make some changes in relation to what we're doing there, uh, because we do need to pick up points quickly. Uh, I suppose, in, in, say in the first 20-25 minutes, you know, you probably were on top of the game. Say the, the, the first goal seemed to kill confidence. Is, is there an element of how, how do we recover from, from going behind? That seemed to be the killer. Yeah, well, listen, it, it won't be the first or last time we go behind this season, so you know we've got to grow into it and understand that we've got to compete every week. If we're going to do anything, like what's the point in doing this business unless we're going to try and win and absolutely give you our 100%. Um, now I do think I think there's definitely more in this group that we have at the minute. But we have to, we have to find it quickly um, because matches will just skip past us. We've got another game Monday, another game Saturday. They kick in fairly quickly, um, so I will be looking to just put a stamp on something where we can just move forward. Whether it's the, the current system not working or we may re- we'll review that, which we did last year. We've changed it around quite a bit last year. I may have to do that in the short term while we get something, get a good foothold on it. Uh, Lewis Banks, he looked like he's far from available again. Uh, you know, he'll be out for a few weeks. Um, it's unfortunate. Uh, we just didn't see that coming. We didn't see John Mahan's one coming. He'll be out for a, more, maybe for a few months, John. Um, Danny Kane had a procedure there yesterday, so he'll be out for a few weeks. Um, and Regan obviously dislocated his shoulder. Look, at, I don't. They're not excuses. We've, we've, you know, if the team we put out tonight, I do expect them to do well, do better than we have played. I think they all expect themselves to do better as well, so we have to find a way of getting the best out of them. Just Johnny Dunleavy, he came off there, was, was it just a slight knock? I, I think it was just cramp from his end of it. Um, I'm hoping it was just cramp. Uh, even in fairness to Johnny, put in a good shift, and especially in the first half, I thought he did well. What did you make of Jesse when he came in for the second half? Yeah, he was busy, Jesse, yeah. Um, and in fairness to him, he probably needs a few games under his belt as well, and sharpen him right up. But uh, yeah, he's got ability, yeah. I'm looking forward to working with him. From a leader point of view, Niall Moran's been part of the squad last two games, played 180 minutes. Um, is he part of the plans going forward? No, it's a big part of the plans. Obviously, arguably been our best player in the last two games. Um, oh, he's come on a ton, like over the last, since I've been here, he's um, he has definitely improved uh, right from the get-go. And it's a joy to work with. He's honest today, as long. Um, and he's getting a good handle on the role in the middle of the park. A few minutes for Scott Lynch as well. He got fairly stuck in in the time he was on the pitch. Scott, he's a great lad as well. I tell you, he won't be a fitter fella in the league, you know, than Scott. Um, we're working on him as well. So, you know, he'll get games as well this season, too, Scott.
Now, there was one bright spot over the weekend, regionally at least, with Longford Town picking up all three points on offer against Shamrock Rovers' B team in their first round of the SSE Airtricity First Division last night. Now, the goals started with a strike from A. Irvin that was reminiscent of Frank Lampard or Stevie G on the edge of the box. seemed like all the time in the world uh, to take his po- shot, and he just picked that bottom corner and placed it in there past the Rovers' goalkeeper. A. joins me now. A. welcome to the programme. Thank you. Thanks now, for having me. I have to apologise to you because I kept you out in the cold last night at the game uh, and we had a mechanical failure, but we're talking now the day after the match. And uh, talk us through, I suppose, the first night back in the in what's now Bishopsgate for Longford Town. You must be delighted as a local lad to be back playing in the league. Yeah, of course. It's As you know, as well as I do, it's a, it's a long, long pre-season. And you're, you're listening to everything in the off-season and you're trying to ignore it. And then the weather came into it as well, so... Look, it was, it was difficult, but I think that game, we really needed that game, and I think it, now that we have it on our belts, we'll kick on now. There was, of course, a whole lot of controversy in the last few weeks about whether your opponents last night should be in the league or not. Do you have any particular view on that, or as far as you're concerned as a player, is it just get on with playing games? Yeah, it's just, look, that's, it's, not really, it's not really my job. You know, My job is to have the team win and to play games, as you said, so they're competitive, which is it's good for the league in that way, but the whole background and the politics of it, I still I don't really understand it. I don't really want to understand it either. You're probably better off. In terms of the game last night, obviously tough conditions. It had rained a fair bit during the week and in the build-up to the game. The ground was in great nick. It held up pretty well for the whole game as well. What was it like to play on? Yeah, considering the rain, as you said, it held up well. It was uh, Obviously it was soft in that weather, but it was starting to get, it was starting to cut up a bit, but it held up, it held up a lot better than I thought it would, but I'm just happy to play the game. I think we all were. We've watched the team under Neil Finn over the last two seasons play a really nice, attractive brand of football. That doesn't seem to have changed with Dara in the hot seat. Shamrock Rovers' B team also played that kind of nice, open, expansive football, and it was really nice to watch both teams play football the way it probably should be played. Uh, In terms of the game, did you notice that maybe the lads were that little bit younger, that little bit maybe just lacking a little bit in experience as the game developed? Um. Yeah, you could say that in terms of adapting to the conditions and look, we played football, but we knew, we sort of knew how to see out the game. Like we have the likes of Dino and Salmon there in the middle, so there was no Dean or Salmon in that case for them. But they're, as I said, they're a very good side, but experience, yeah, they're young lads, and I think playing games like that will help them a lot. Obviously, you open the score, and after about half an hour into the game, uh, really well worked opportunity, a couple of maybe half chances. That you kept the ball, you kept the ball, and then just it was laid on to you on a plate about 25 yards out. You just picked your spot. What was going through your mind as the ball was approaching you? Um, look, I I actually said before the game that I was going to score, so I was, and I hit the post before, so I thought, oh, it's not going to be my night. And then the chance came to me. I think Sam laid it off and he did really well. And I just I just didn't want to, I didn't want to hammer it over the bar or anything like that. So I said, place, and I seen that little bottom corner. So look, it worked in the end, and I'm happy about that. You seem to, as soon as the ball hit the back of the net, you seem to almost go, where's the photographer? And you went straight for him. I hope you got a really good shot out of that. Yeah, I got I got a few. I was happy with the pictures that I got. Of. Yeah, that's. You know, I was sort of going for that as well. Yeah, it was very noticeable in the stand, I'm not going to lie. In terms of the overall game, though, it must be nice to be up and running. People have installed yourselves, draw it a goal way possibly, as the teams that are going to be there, thereabouts, come the end of the championship at the top of the table. Do you feel that pressure? 
look, I think you need a bit of pressure. Um, obviously, we, we know what's expected of us and stuff like that. And we know how, how good Galway have done in the off-season and how good Bray and, and Drogs have done in the off-season. But look, I think ourselves, we're expecting to be up there. We're not really worrying about anything, anybody else. Last season, you started really well. I think it was maybe eight or nine or ten games before you conceded a goal at the start of the year, and you're just knocking up those wins. It's a really good start this year. Uh, you're looking into the next couple of games. Can you repeat the exploits of last year in terms of being solid defensively? There's been a lot of changes in that defence in Longford this year. Yeah, there's been a lot of changes missing Connor Cannon and Anto Breslin now. But I think one thing that Dara really wants from us is to be hard to play against, play nice football, earn the right to play and defend. And look, that's that's stuff that we take pride in, keeping clean sheets and scoring goals. So it's just as important as scoring goals. So yeah, we're, we're hoping to be hard to break down and be a hard team and get teams to hate playing us. That's, that's the plan anyway. So hopefully we, we keep going as last year, the start of last year. From the club's point of view, obviously, it's Longford Town, but they're kind of based more or less in and around the greater Dublin area. Uh, you yourself, you're probably the only local lad who's actually getting a, a game week in, week out with the team for the last year or so. Is there any ex- added pressure on you on match nights because because of that local link? Um, no, look, I'm, I'm there the same as everybody else. I'm just there to play football. And it's, something, it's something that I don't do. So, no, I just, again, I, I like pressure, so... I don't really think about it anymore. Maybe when I first came into the team, I was I was thinking about it. But no, not really anymore. I don't really think so. It's a bit past the transfer deadline now at this stage, but there was rumours that you might follow Neil Fenn down to Cork. Was that a consideration in the off-season for you? Um, or was no, it even an option? To... Was it even a, on the table? No, I don't know. I don't think it was. I don't. I, obviously, I heard what you heard, and you hear rumours and that, but you sort of try to ignore it and let other people deal with that. Um, I, I got my deal done pretty early done pretty early with Longford I was content to stay and that's why I really want I just wanted to done that with the way quickly and just focus on pre-season Dara did seem to get a lot of that kind of work done very early in the pre-season by, by the end of November nearly the whole squad was was in place uh, has that allowed you to really hit the ground running much earlier than say some of your competitors who are like Shamrock Rovers only released their squad during the week yeah look um, I don't know what goes, goes on behind the doors at other clubs but we 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 knew our squad very early. We were in, in December for a few for a few weeks and just got to know each other, which is really good. Which I think is very, very, very good to get to know each other. And we just again we focused on ourselves. We we got to got to know each other better, play preseason games, and I think that benefited us a lot. Well, listen, a congratulations on a great start to the league. I'm sure we follow new new progress with the squad as the season progresses. And uh, nice to get that first win and the first goal under the belt for 2020. Thanks a million for chatting to us. Come on, Bresley. And that, folks, is all we have time for today. I've been Brefney Early. A massive thank you to everyone who made themselves available to come on the show and share their opinions with us after the games over the weekend. Not a great day on the pitches for County Leitrim sides, but hopefully as the season progresses, we'll have a few better days to look back on. I will be back with you tomorrow with a look inside the recent Leitrim's Health is Wealth that was held in the Landmark Central just a week ago. Talk to you then.